Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the albumreview.net podcast. Have you joined the mailing list yet? I'm Greg Potters. Thank you for listening and thank you for your interactions and feedback. Your feedback is much appreciated and it helps me to always improve. On today's episode, I will be reviewing one of my favorite albums from 1993, Widespread Panics Every Day. This band kicked me in the teeth the first time I heard them and I've been a fan ever since. So before I get started, reminding you all that you can listen to any of my podcast episodes by just going to albumreview.net and clicking on the podcast tab. They can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. In addition to this, you can read well over 30 written reviews at albumreview.net and pick up some merchandise from your favorite bands. I've got t-shirts, I've got albums, I've even got sound systems. You also got to check out the bookstore. So if you ever wanted to learn about your favorite musician or band that you can't find on the internet, go to albumreview.net and click on the store tab, okay? You can grab a copy of a ton of different biographies and autobiographies. I've got, I've got them up there right now from artists such as Faith No More, Eric Clapton, Motley Crue, Pink Floyd, Eddie Van Halen. I've also got the story of Spotify, Tom Petty, Metallica. And I also have the books from the previous authors that I interviewed a couple podcast episodes ago, Brian O'Connor and Ivan Bodley. Their books will have you wanting so much more. I promise you guys that. All right, all right, all right. As JB would say, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and listen to this album review of Widespread Panic's third studio album, 1993's Every Day. Formed in the mid-1980s in Athens, Georgia, there was a band with Latin and Southern rock roots that was starting to create a buzz. Coming up in the MTV era, the band became complete in 1987. Their style and the bands they were influenced by were not built for MTV. So instead of using MTV to market their music, these guys did it the old-fashioned way. They built their following through tapes. Do you remember what tapes were? They grew their name by taking advantage of tape distribution. Lead singer John Bell met Michael Hauser in the mid-1980s. They quickly brought in bass player Dave Schools, but struggled with keeping a regular drummer. And by the time they were on their seventh drummer, they landed on a guy named Todd Lance, a junior high school friend of guitarist Michael Hauser. And in 1987, widespread panic was born. So similar to the way the Grateful Dead and Fish grew their fan base, Widespread Panic was open to the idea of sharing their music. They may not own as many yachts as Kiss or Metallica, bands who were, you know, very, very particular when it came to marketing their music, but the boys in Panic realized the tape sharing formula, it could work, and uh, and it did for sure. So with the addition of Uh, Domingo Sonny Ortiz in 1988 on percussion, the band now had a real carved out bottom end and a fierce rhythm section ready to destroy. Sonny saw the band at a local Atlanta bar, the Uptown Lounge, and Sonny's friend coerced the band to let Sonny join in that one night, and the rest was history. So the band's keyboard player joined in a similar fashion. 
John Jojo Herman literally approached the band at a pool hall one night asking if they needed keyboard help. The band agreed to let Herman sit in on some practices, and although Herman did not become Panic's initial keyboard player, fate would have it a few years later when the band's standing keyboard player Terry or T. Lavitz left, Herman got the call and became an official member. So the lineup was set, and the band entered Muscle Shoals Sound Studio in Sheffield, Alabama in November of 1992 to start recording their third album and my personal favorite, Every Day. Now what I did not know until I dug deep into my research is that the album cover for Every Day, which by the way, if you've never seen it, it shows a young woman standing in the desert holding what looks like a white dove. So her hair is, it's blowing in the wind, covering a part of her face while the dove in her hands is covering much of the rest. But, uh, but those eyes, just look at those eyes. The cover art is also colored mostly in dark red, which I found interesting. I thought kind of symbolizing mystery as you look at this really beautiful woman holding the dove. And if you look into her eyes, you might be able to guess who the person is on the cover. All right, forget that. I never did. <laughs> I found this out. The secret woman on the cover actually happens to be famed actor or actress. Didn't we talk about this before? Is it actor or actress? It's a female, but do we call her an actor? Anyway, famed actor Angelina Jolie, who I believe was 16 at the time the picture was taken. The band noted in a later interview that, no, they did not let us meet her. <laughs> surprise, surprise. At the time I'm doing this review, it was not clear whether the picture was taken for the cover or if it had been previously shot. And the connection, I think, likely came from actor Billy Bob Thornton. So Thornton, who at that point was, or at one point, I should say, was married to Jolie, traded his time between acting and hanging out at Muscle Shoals and the headquarters of Panic's record company, Capricorn, which was located in Macon, Georgia. He didn't marry Angelina until May of 2000, so there may be some holes in this theory, unless Thornton was dating her before she was legally... Well, anyway, moving on. Thornton had another connection to the band. He shot and actually directed his own film on Widespread Panic titled Live at the Georgia Theater, which was filmed in Athens and released in 1992. That's Athens, Georgia, by the way. Drummers used to say to lead singer JB, guitar player Michael Hauser or Mikey and Dave, you guys change tempos too much. This isn't stuff that appeals to the masses. Example songs would be Please, one of the best tempo changes in a song that I have ever heard. Okay, well, with the exception of Rush. Also, Dave School's bass playing is impressive on virtually every song. He's mostly a pick bass player, but his six-string modulus quantum six bass enables him to get a wide range of sound out of it. He also uses an envelope filter and an octave pedal. Schools' bass definitely holds down the low end and also enables him to solo like crazy mid-song. So the band came up with the album title Every Day on Christmas Eve 1992 when after nearly eight weeks in the studio, drummer Todd Nance said, all right, if we give up this Christmas to finish this record, maybe every day will be Christmas. So the name stuck. Lead singer JB, or John Bell, his voice is supreme on this record. I don't know many people who sound like him. It's, it's country, 
mixed with rock. He's he he has a gritty, grunty melody to his voice that legitimately gives widespread panic their own sound and sincerely like no other. So produced and mixed by Johnny Sandlin and engineered by Jim Bickerstaff, the album reached a peak position at only number 184 on the Billboard Top 200 charts and number 10 on the Heat Seekers chart. I have no idea what the Heat Seekers chart is. Nothing incredibly impressive, but like many bands that came out of Athens and this genre, they remained a loyal following even to this day here in the year 2021. Okay, so changing directions a little here. The setting was 1995, okay? Picture it. Go back. If you were alive, maybe you were a kid, maybe you were an adult, whatever, who cares? Just picture it. 1995, I was looking out onto the beach in Old Orchard, Maine. I was invited to a beach house, but the host was running late and he told me to help myself to anything in the fridge and anything in the CD rack. So I grabbed a beer, it was a bush light probably, that was my bag then, back then, baby. Yeah, my tastes haven't, they, they hadn't matured yet, I guess. As I shuffled through his music collection, I found various albums. Okay, let's see. Counting Crows? Nah, not in the mood right now. Too depressing. No offense. Allman Brothers Live at the Fillmore East? Love it, love it. But I just listened to that on my drive up. Then I found this red-colored CD case with a picture of a female holding a dove. Widespread Panic? I'd never heard of them, but I figured I'd give it a whirl. Well, the opening track, Please, starts off with a pretty nice drum beat and medium pace groove, as I'd like to call it. The guitar is void of any real heavy distortion. But then lead singer John Bell, or JB, begins to sing. Oh, what a voice. I'm 12 seconds in, and I already dig this. The song continues to get better. What hooked me was... Wait, let's pause. I was hooked on this album from the very first song anyway. But what hooked me was that their constant changing of time signatures was just all over this album. Not in a rush or yes kind of way, where it's all over the place and maybe a bit much for some of you jam band fans or prog rock haters. But at 3 minutes and 29 seconds into the song, Please, the song starts its other journey. Panic could have easily just made this a catchy tune with a few cool changes, but they didn't. The remaining section of the song had me closing my eyes, then opening them, taking a sip of my bush light, looking at the ocean, and smiling. It was going to be a great summer night. Bassist Dave Schools noted famed Muscle Shoals session drummer Roger Hawkins and session bass player David Hood would hang out most days during their everyday recording sessions. Roger Hawkins heard the tempo changes at the end of Please and called the band Transition Magicians. Schools admitted hearing that comment from these two and thought it was a real compliment. Seriously, this is my favorite Panic song. It was the first one that I ever heard. The album continues with another jawbreaker, Hatfield. Bongos segue into an acoustic guitar as the beat kicks in and I can feel each snare drum hit. It, it smacks me across the temple. I had to mimic the cat sound the snare hit made each time with my mouth. Cat, cat. Okay. <laughs> 
This is only song two. JB's vocals are superb, and Dave Schools' bass, oh my God, it's his best performance on any album of theirs. Schools goes berserk about three minutes and 45 seconds in, just berserk. So 1995 was before Google, so I was pacing the beach house. Who is this David Schools guy? Who, who is this band? Yep. Okay, song three, a faster paced but groovy number titled Wondering. All right, this album is three for three. Oh hell, let me spoil it for you. This album goes 11 for 11. And I must place it in my top 25 albums that I own simply because there are no duds on this. None. Every album has one or two, I think, out there. Hell, most albums have four, but not every day. Wondering is also chock full of time signature and rhythm changes and beautiful, heartfelt singing by JB. Dave Schools noted that some of his buddies from Athens complimented him on his band's release, calling it Awake and Bake Classic. <laughs> Strangely, Panic did actually make a video for MTV for the song Wondering. The production company shut down a runway at LAX to film the video, but according to the band, MTV never aired it. What a waste of money. So Papa's Home and Better Off, although not placed consecutively on this record, offer a similar catchy beat that starts off slow and peaks as the pace picks up. Diner, probably the second strongest track on the album behind Please, She's beautiful, the ghoul is cooking in the diner today. As each song spins, now at the fifth track, I'm reminded why I chose to review this. Where do I begin with this song? Hell, where do I begin with this album? The track starts off kind of rock and roll swing, as I like to call it. Then it gets heavy as Michael Hauser rips his guitar apart on the solo, followed by a smooth, eye-closing rhythm that once again changes tempo. Widespread Panic does this all over this album. You're going to hear me say it over and over again. If you're trying to play along to a click track, you'll have a nightmare for weeks. The next song, Better Off, contains kind of a party groove once again with Dave Schools' bass guitar kind of guiding the song. This track, as most of the others, also contains a rhythm change. And the track then bleeds into the next song, picking up the pieces. A melodic mandolin played by guest musician Matt Mundy starts the track, which mixes with Sonny Ortiz's percussion, which is mostly bongos. As the rest of the band joins the track, it's complete as the groove forces you to open a cold beverage and find your nearest pool deck or patio to hang. This song just screams sunny day, you guys. You know when you're, you know when you know a song is a driving song? You know what I mean? Picking up the pieces is a driving song. It, it, a driving song, you know? It's a, it's a song you drive to and just enjoy the sunshine on your face. Hopefully, you have a convertible or you have a way of just letting the sun hit your face. Picking up the pieces is an incredibly strong track on this album. Add another one to the list. Henry Parsons Dive, the next track, gives you a rhythm change for the ages. Once again, try and play to a, a click track and stay on the beat with this one. As the album starts to wrap up, the first of the final three tracks will hit you like a jet ski coming at you 60 miles per hour at a Dwayne The Rock Johnson party in Ballers. Pilgrims is a slower, heartfelt song meant to give you that relaxed vibe. But Southern Rock vibe mixed with a Latin beat, right? Pilgrims makes you contemplate once again, oh man, 
is this the best song on the album? This indecisiveness just keeps happening. Take a listen and decide for yourself. So the best part of Postcard, the album's next track, is the verse that seems like you're standing in line waiting to get into a, into a really freaking awesome party. That party is the chorus of this song. It is very anthemic, and you can see 20,000 widespread panic fans with their hands in the air. The song whisks back to the verse, only to pull back the curtain once again as Hauser's guitar just brings you to the melody and JB's voice gives you what you were waiting for. Ah, the air up here! Breathing's great! I know you all didn't want to listen to this podcast and hear me sing, but just bear with me, okay? Hauser takes the song off on a jam with his guitar, reminding me of seeing Panic at several outdoor events and street parties in college. They were very good to the South and their music fans in the 1990s. Just when you thought there was a formula to this album every day, the final track, Dream Song, is just that. There is something to be said about an album that does not follow that typical producer-encouraged advice to put a loud, fast, crowd-pleasing song to close out the album. Dream Song brings you to your beach chair. Just picture watching the sunset after a long day on vacation with the people you love the most, your family and friends. As the song brings you to dreamland, you just smile as you realize your cup is empty and it's time to get another. <laughs> it's been 26 years since I first heard the album every day and it is just as good today as it was that faithful afternoon I pulled it out of the CD rack with curiosity. When I landed in the Southeast for my freshman year of college, I was amazed at how many people knew and loved Panic like I did. But as I traveled back north for the holidays and summer vacations, I always felt part of a secret club when I would talk about the band with my northern friends. Most of them knew nothing about the band, for it was my job to turn them on, and it was a challenge I was proud to take on. All right, thank you again for listening to the AlbumReview.net podcast, and I hope you enjoyed my review today of Widespread Panic's third studio album, Every Day, my favorite of theirs. If you're interested in any of the albums I've discussed in this episode or previous episodes, go to albumreview.net and pick up a copy of your own. Listen to all of my podcast album reviews at albumreview.net by clicking on the podcast tab. They can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Also, I do want to hear from you guys. Please email me your feedback, album review requests, any questions that you might have to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. Stay tuned for updates on Instagram. Join the mailing list, which is on the homepage of my website, or just keep refreshing your podcast feed. Just read and listen. All right, thank you guys. Keep on listening, keep on reading, and keep on learning. Down by the highway 
Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by the highway. Take a trip down by the highway.